Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hey, everybody, you are listening to Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. We've got a huge show here for you since we have not recorded in about a week. And there were three basketball games that happened and no, two basketball games that happened and a football game. Uh, and, it, and guess what? MSU won all three. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to start out with basketball, though. Uh, so, Tim, if you want to go ahead and take it away, go for it. All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, it really couldn't be a better time for uh, Ryan and I to have a MSU football and basketball podcast. But, um, you know, some big changes have happened since our last podcast. If I remember correctly, both Ryan and I thought that Northwestern football was just going to blow MSU out. Um, it's not like that was a crazy take, though. Uh, and then you know, I wasn't that impressed with after the um, Eastern game. And I just kind of wanted to see more, see what it was going to look like. And Notre Dame is an ACC team. Um, on Ken Palm, they're top 100, okay? Uh, they're not going to be that great this year. They're very, like, I guess shallow, if you want to say that. They're not deep at all. Um, they played mostly like six guys and MSU is the opposite. They are extremely deep, um, incredibly deep. And they pretty much just ran them off the court. The, the point total was just 10 at the end, but Izzo is just, you know, he's putting walk-ons with like more than a minute left. Um, they're just letting the other teams go on like 10-0 runs. It's meaningless. If you care about the, like, the big margins to get their Ken Palm rating up or whatever, who you know, I'm guessing that's disappointing to you. I it was funny the Notre Dame, uh, Ryan, the spread was ten and a half points, and MSU was winning by like twenty something, like forever. And when they had all the walk-ons come down, come in, it got down to like sixteen. And um, I said it. I had uh, my foster brother over in my girlfriend, I was like, they're going to blow this cover. Um, well, I guess, um, yeah, you could say backdoor cover for Notre Dame, but Michigan State, like last, I think might have been free throws, goes down to 10, and I was just cracking up. Because Izzo, Izzo doesn't care about covers. He doesn't care about that at all. He would prefer that they finish stronger. But, you know, I, I've seen teams that have their starters out in this scenario when they're up big you know down to the last yeah it's just like ridiculous um this game it couldn't i know it's so early and again notre dame's not great this game like changed everything for me um msu was night and day better and you know what's funny they were much uh they like shot the ball from 
three point, like a lot worse. Um, and I would say in a heartbeat, they were so much better than Eastern. Because uh, shooting, making shots, you know, whatever. That's not going to win you a championship. It's every basketball player in D1, you know, every team has guys who can make shots. That's not what it's about. It's important, but it's not what it's about. MSU defensively, one of the most dominant games I've ever watched as a fan. And I'm not just saying that just because it's like sounds cool right here in the moment. I think a lot of people said something similar to that, maybe on social media. Um, it was a clinic out there. And Aaron Henry, I mean, <laughs> this dude was just a man amongst boys, swatting things, steals. Um, and his stat line, let me read it. This is from Notre Dame. We've just got uh, 14 points. That's pretty good. Shooting could have been a little better. Um, he made all his free throws, which is awesome, five for five. But eight rebounds, three assists, four blocks, steal. Um, I mean, you could just tell when he's on the guy he's guarding, it is just they are just fighting to stay above water. It's it's panic. And then all of a sudden, one wrong slip up, and he's got the ball from you. Um, and he's strong enough and, you know, big enough to – take it all the way down uh, down the court and dunk on him, which uh, may have – I can't recall off the top of my head from the Notre Dame game since we have, you know, the recent Duke game in memory right now. Um, it, I was so excited after Notre Dame. I, it wasn't just because we beat an ACC team really handily. That <laughs> helps, but it was the manner in which – they didn't shoot well, Ryan. It wasn't even – like, if you dominate a game – that well, and you aren't even like hitting shots really. Not really. You're going 31%, 32% uh, from three. Um, that's when you know, like, it, you know, they show up and they can hit shots on a given night. Well, that's just game over because defense, rebounding, those are the things that um, that win. Those are the things that travel no matter what. And Wow, against Notre Dame, I couldn't have been more impressed. Do you have any comment on Notre Dame? Uh, I watched most of the game. I had to work at 6 in the morning on Sunday, so I kind of fell asleep uh, probably midway through the second half, and it was just a blowout, so I knew what the outcome was going to be. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Henry uh, had a really good game, 14-8-3. Uh, didn't shoot – I mean, he went 4 for 11. He didn't shoot particularly well. Uh Hauser had 16 rebounds. 16. I mean, good Lord. Uh, yeah, so uh, Bingham had four blocks. Uh, he's making – he's definitely making an impact rim, rim protecting this year, which is big. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, and, and the thing is, uh, the most minutes anybody played uh, was 26, which is a good sign because – that's either one, you're blowing a team out, or two, you're deep, and it's a mixture of both with this team as they have a lot of depth on this team. So, but yeah, this game, they went out a 26-0 run in the first half. Just absolutely blew Notre Dame out of the water. And Notre Dame was up for a little while, and MSU just came back and blew them out of the water, and it was not a game. Yeah, um, and it was all, like, defensively. I mean, we could talk – Hauser – I was worried 
after Eastern about how strong he'd be inside with rebounding defense. I mean, it was like a person transformed. And this is just on top of all the other things he already does well. You know what I mean? So he, at up until Notre Dame at that point, he still, he went 0 for 4 from 3. And you're thinking, he's got 10 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists. And uh, he still can't hit his shot? Like, just wait. Just watch out. And then, you know, I... I, I we already said it. 16 rebounds is a ton, but he was dominant in there. There wasn't like a, this wasn't like luck. You just can't get lucky like that. He was like hitting them out to the three point line. Um, MSU. I mean, it was just a clinic out there. It, I was jumping out of my seat for defensive plays because when you kill a team's will to like play the game where they're just have already made up in their minds, like, no matter what, we can't come back on these guys because we can't even score first off. And second off, they can score on us pretty easily. Um, it was a- extremely exciting. And the depth part, I mean, I think you mentioned Marcus Bingham. He was incredible. And you're going to see this is going to be a theme throughout this season, the matchups. Um, Izzo has touched on it in the postgame for Duke. Um Depending on the game, they're going to have guys on their bench that are going to be perfect. And Marcus Bingham against Jawan Durham for Notre Dame, it couldn't have been more perfect. There was a play where he was uh, guarding him, and they were far out um, toward the elbow. And I I just called it. I said it out loud. I was like, Marcus Bingham's getting this block. Um, this guy just cannot get past his length because he wasn't quick enough. He, he just uses his uh, strength and size normally. And it was easy block to Rocket Watts streaking down the court to a second alley-oop to Gabe Brown. And I was just fist-pumping, man. I mean, because that's the alley-oop and stuff, cool. But, you know, you're just <laughs> shutting the, the door on anything and everything. That's what really excites me. You, MSU is going to be able to score. They might have some struggled nights, but... Uh, you know, if they if they're stopping the other team from, um, you know, breaking like thirty five by half, or you know, this is it's becoming sort of a spiritual thing almost. The team knows, MSU knows now that if they bring that defense and that rebound, it, it kind of doesn't matter. The rest takes care of itself, and obviously, those are staples of Tom Izzo's program. It's just exciting to see. Um, you know, Foster started, had a kind of a rough game, but he's still showing his uh, confidence. Um, this was kind of just a blowout, and it was awesome to see. But we really wanted, you know, to know how it would play out against Duke. If that's the same defense or if Notre Dame's just a far uh, lesser of a team. So um, we're coming into Duke yesterday night, Ryan. Uh, it's Duke, man. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. You know how it is. It's, I mean, they're, they're kind of like our rival, but they would never in a million years consider us one. Um, they look down on us. We know it, but Michigan state and its fan base, that's where we look to Duke. That's where we strive to be. That's what we want. And 
you know, minus minus the rat face coach and all that <laughs> shit and getting calls from the refs. But yeah, go on. Um, right. Of course, it was uh, without saying those things were assumed. <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> It's just kind of there's something there's an aura around the game, don't you agree? It's it. I mean, oh, the, it's a non-conference yeah. game, so it's really just for resume. Um, you could say almost meaningless. That's not true though, because you know it's a good win for um, seeding. But there's something about Duke. Man, my heart was beating. It felt like someone injected me with you know one of the, that big uh, spike from. Um, oh my god. I'm blanking. The um, Sam Jackson Pulp Fiction. There we go. Oh, yeah. Someone injected me with one of those. Um, I'm telling you, Ryan, I was shaking when the game started. I was shaking. Because you know why? In my heart, I knew that MSU could win this one. Normally, it's more of hope. But after the Notre Dame game, after I did, you know, some of my own research, I tweeted it out. You might have seen it. One of the athletic writers for Duke predicted that Michigan State was going to win. And I listened to his podcast. And, um, I mean, it made a lot of sense. Duke normally returns some sort of upperclassman guy who's not, like, necessarily going straight to the league or at all. Like a Emil Jefferson type. Do you know what I'm talking about? They normally have those yeah. – guys to be like a foundation and what he was saying is that these are all the whole roster is like guys who've never really had a starting role for duke you know maybe some returners on the bench that kind of thing but goldwire yeah goldwire i swear and he looks like he still be 18 he's got great skin i'll say that about him (laughs) (laughs) but no uh it when i heard all this and i thought well msu's got like 10 guys that have you know really played like, if we're being honest, um, and the matchup, it wasn't made for Marcus Bingham. Um, I guess you could say it wasn't made for Kithier, but I'm starting to struggle to find out which matchups are really made for Thomas Kithier. But, um, right. No, Bingham, this wasn't, Duke is a very small team relative to like normal. Um, they, we talk about small ball, that's basically what they were going with last night. And that's why Bingham struggled. It's true. Um, when we get into the bulk of the season and you have matchups like a Garza, um, and I know that that sounds crazy, but um, Garza, a um, Coburn, you're going to be able to use Marcus Bingham. Um, those are just matchups. And um, I say all this to say that uh, the game starts out pretty much picture perfect for what we've got in our heads as Michigan state Duke matchups. Right. I mean, how couldn't have been any more stereotypical. What, tell me, tell me what your (laughs) feelings were for that first beginning stretch of the game. I was like, here we go again. It was like that thought. I was like, well, this is, and I, and and I, and I, I've, I've stretched this time and time again. I was like, well, yeah, this is, not a Champions Classic game. This is a road game at Duke without fans. And it was. I mean, it still was, but that was definitely my thought. I was like, oh, great. We're going to, we, we can't shoot worth a damn right now, and we're going to get boned by the refs all game, like I kind of expected. So I wasn't really that surprised, but I was disappointed to start. 
at least. Yeah, MSU, um, they basically seem scared, if I had to, like, put a word to it. Um, maybe scared by the moment, scared by Duke. You know, you look over, you've got Coach K on the sideline. That's, you know, you've seen this guy on TV the whole, your whole life, and now you're playing his fabled team. Um, it could be some of that. Uh, I don't care. It, I swear to God, if I see anybody say, well, if the crazies were there, like, this wasn't supposed to be at, at Duke. No. It's supposed to be a, a neutral game. Right. So it's supposed to be, this, it's supposed to be in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it's going to count as at yeah. Duke. That's their gym. I mean, those are the the rims they shoot on. Right. That's got to count for something. Right. Um. Exactly. And I don't care about any of the other stuff because it was supposed to be neutral. All right. Um. And I, and whatever they're gonna count it as a road win. I'm sh- if they don't, that would be the, a rip off. I don't know how much that will like weigh in at the end of the season. It's gonna be wacky. But anyway, um. MSU, just a disaster essentially. Uh, the way that Duke is guarding them, not even like Rocket can get by him in the beginning. I think he looked a little scared. I think he was hesitant. Um, and I remember thinking in my head, holy crap, if Rocket's having trouble with this, uh, with these guards, I mean, when good. Foster comes in, it can't be pretty. I mean, if we're being fair. Um, so, going terribly. And to be honest, when Foster came in, that's when – that's when really the rise began. Um, not necessarily that he was doing anything so well, but I do think that he was at the beginning of the game getting them into their offense a little better. And um, I think they settled down. Now, maybe that happened to coincide with like a timeout. I can't recall. And, you know, maybe they like, you know, had a talk and told them to chill out. But um, once it began, and when I say it, uh, I'll tell you in a second. Um, once it began, in my head, I kind of thought, like, we've got this. Like, I'm, I can tell no longer at a certain point. It's when they started to grind on defense and grind on rebounds. And they, they realized and settled down that all they have to do is stop them and they can win this game. And it turned into belief. And then it turned into confidence. And then somewhere along the way, it turned into Aaron Henry just decided they were going to win because he was going to will them to a win. He was unstoppable last night. Those looked like college kids. Aaron Henry looked like a dude who's going to be playing in the NBA next year. Do you disagree? I mean, no, his body, great. his um speed, it was, it was impressive. And – he did not disappoint. He has been excellent in all three games this year. If you look at his style, I don't care how bad he's shot or any of that. His team is 3-0, and and it's not a coincidence. <laughs> uh, Aaron Henry has been a stud. And I said it on Twitter, I, I'm not going to back down until I get humbled for being a homer, which I would accept. But I think we can talk about Aaron Henry being – National Defensive Player of the Year. I don't. Is that even an award? I, I think. Oh, it's Sixth Man of the Year, like no, no, not six. National Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, DOPOI. I don't think so. Okay, I, well, I think we can just award. um, we can just like 
submit him anyway <laughs> for this non-existent award. But <laughs> um, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year on watch. I mean, you got a better defensive player in the Big Ten. Show me to him. Uh, show him to me. Um, it's not. It's not that. Anybody on Iowa? Oh, you know what? I think Bohannon. Bohannon locks people up. <laughs> when he had those hip surgeries, it made him like an, a robotic person. No, um... <laughs> had to get an Iowa shot in there. It was, just sitting there. It was barely sitting there. <laughs> you went way out of your way. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did. Go, I did That's go fine. out of the way, but um, you know. oh well. No, Aaron was amazing. Um, I mean. We could go down the list. It's just everyone showed out. I mean, you look at the the time. Every <laughs> let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys played. Well, I guess nine played double digit minutes, and um, Kithier had like five. He was just kind of just was. It didn't work out in this one. I don't know if there's something going on or if this is um telling i know he had three fouls he had a he had he had a what what would it what would you say you do here pretty much and and it was very short-lived because if you look um five minutes everyone else double digits and that's the crazy thing about this team and i'm gonna say a bunch of times but i'm gonna keep saying because it's true at any given moment in any given game no matter what matchup the other team throws out there msu has something to um counter with they are never going to be exploited on uh a particular matchup and when i i I, when i say that i want to clarify because you could say well foster lawyer they um they really attack him i'm talking about uh when a team has significant size and you can't match up with that defensively or if some team goes small ball and you really don't have the bigs to play small msu's got it all now and Honestly, any backup um, that comes in for a starter at this point, it's like not even a drop-off, it almost seems. There's one person on the team, and you could maybe make an argument for two that are indispensable. Number one is Aaron Henry for me. And then number two, um, I think, is easily Joey Hauser. Now, you might disagree with me on that, but you saw Joey Hauser come out, and that's when MSU just started to grind. And it wasn't because he was out. It was because... They just had another guy in there ready to go. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm sorry. T- Texas just hit a buzzer meter against North Wait, Carolina. Texas so I'm kind of distracted, but uh, yeah, they, they're about to win. They they just they just uh, hit a. There's like 0.1 seconds left. They just hit, wow. uh, hit a shot. That's really 69, big for Shaka. 67. Okay, keep going. Oh, uh, but uh, I, I, I. Can you repeat what you were saying? Because I, 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 what I, I was saying was um, Joey Hauser, <laughs> like Aaron Henry, in my opinion, only indispensable piece. Joey Hauser is incredibly important to this team, but you see when he comes off, they've just got another man ready to come out. You know what I mean? Now Joey Hauser is incredible. You want him? It, it's <laughs> you know he's better. He is clearly above the person that would be backing him up. I'm, um, but. Absolutely. They are so deep that when Joey Hauser comes off, they've got, you know, it's not a big drop-off. Aaron Henry, for me, you you got one of the best defensive players in the country. You want him on the court at all times. Um, Yesterday, not only was he leading the charge um, 
on defense. He's got five rebounds, five assists, um, and let me throw in three blocks, three steals defensively. 14 points. Um, and did you catch Ryan? There was times they had uh, Aaron Henry basically running point guard, bringing it up the court. They, they did. He, I he mean, basically was playing point forward. Izzo did while. say he was playing point. But the, I, off the top of my head, I do recall there were times when Foster was in there still playing basically off the ball. Um, and you and I have kind of stressed that Foster should be off the yeah, ball. Yeah, well, I think while. that he can be a weapon in that way. That's a different story, um, though. You know, Foster is in, he's an intriguing piece. And it's, it's interesting because of what I said earlier. They can use him now um, in different ways. And not necessarily have to have, you know, this backup for Rocket or, you know, a starter point guard. This team is becoming starterless. It's just like everyone's going to play. These are just the guys they'll start at first. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that you cannot dream up a better scenario. Um, and other than kind of the Aaron Henry um, Hauser types, there is no, like, superstar on this team. Um, and I, I haven't got given enough shine or credit to the guy who absolutely balled out and put his name on the map nationally. I would have to imagine rocket Watts, uh, what a game, dude. I have a friend from college who I played soccer with. Um, he's a big Duke basketball fan. Go figure, but he's, he's a real fan. Um, and he knows his stuff yeah. big time. He's actually a person I go to because he played basketball. Um, he texted me. He said, Watts is nice. <laughs> That's a very small comment. But he would <laughs> never say that to me if, like, the guy wasn't legit. Like, a guy who could go pro. Um, right. And, I mean, his game spoke for itself. The Nobody can stay in front of Rocky Watts. At least nobody on Duke. <laughs> nobody in that roster. Um he could get wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Now, that sounds really cool coming out of my mouth, but just let that sink in, Ryan. He can get wherever he wants, whenever he wants. If he makes good decisions, he is sort of unstoppable. Seriously. I mean, there were stretches last night where he was unstoppable. They can't um, match his first step. He does these little jump backs. Maybe they're not a high-efficiency play, or I should say step back, sorry. But you can't really guard it. He's getting it off. Um, He gets in the lane, blows by a guy. You know, he might go for it. He's probably going for it, um, you know, after seeing last night. But he's going to start to make uh, different decisions, like passing it off. And once you see that part of Rocket's game where he's going to be looking to pass first, um, but only, you know, good passes. Now, this is going to develop and evolve, but, I mean, <laughs> Rocket Watts is just a star rating to explode, and um, it's just one after another on this roster. I mean, last year when we'd go through this, there was only like five or six guys we really needed to talk about. Um, now it's like I could just go down the name, the list, and any guy that didn't really shine, it's crazy. I know they're going to shine in the future. No doubt about it. Um, uh, we talked about how Marcus, this wasn't his matchup. 
Malik Hall, I mean, this dude is a stud. I what a how impressive was he, Ryan? It he was the perfect guy for this. He's a sort of small ball sized big who's incredibly strong. He was holding up defensively. Honestly, nobody could score on him, it felt like. Um he had ten rebounds, two assists. The guy is like just a, simply a stud. Um he barely makes mistakes. And when you had Hauser and Malik Hall out there together, small ball, um, you know, they're not going to be able to do that every game, every matchup. But, man, they were good. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and all of this is MSU shot 25% from three. Um, if you shoot really poorly and dominate a game like that, especially Duke, we'll find out how really great they are. But you dominate a Duke team like that, um, shooting 25%, and that's just impressive. And it's it's consistent now. They just keep doing it. Um, you got anything to add on any of those guys? Uh, fuck Duke, basically. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much, uh, I think they covered everything. Uh, I was impressed with Henry. Uh, Hauser really struggled in the first half, and he had foul issues, and he obviously fouled out at the end of the game, but he was really good in the second half. Another point I wanted to make was uh, there were three points combined in the first half between Langford, Hauser, and Gabe Brown, and we were still Yeah, and it was like time. a slew of mistakes. And, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm going to be st- – Real with you, Ryan. At halftime, I was like, oh, they're going to win this game. I mean, you can't play that poorly and be winning and shoot that poorly. I mean, there's only one explanation. You're just pretty much dominating every other facet because it was that ugly. I don't know if anybody would be listening to this that didn't watch. Yeah. But it was ugly. And you're just putting your head in your hands like, why? Why against Duke? Why can't you choose to play like this against, you know, literally any other team? Um, <laughs> but no, I mean they did. They want it dirty and rebounding defense. I'm going to say it again. Those are the things that are going to travel. Those are the things that they are going to win with. And just wait, just wait for the night that MSU can't miss. They are going to make some kids quit basketball. I mean, it's going to be ugly, for real. Um, now there's one oh, yeah. guy who really needs to get his shine, and I have to. I just have to um, put his name in the in the sky for a second. Julius Marble, having played very little for MSU, really meaningful minutes um, in both of his seasons so far. Um, he comes off the bench. He makes every shot he takes. A lot, uh, couple dunks. He had that big dunk in the second half that was explosive and awesome. And I mean, you never see Thomas Kidder make a play like that. Like right off of that, you think, well, why would I play him when I've got this guy? Um, now there's going to be different matchups for him, but Julius Marble, he got his chance. Izzo said in the post com- uh, post game, he came to him last week and. And talked to him and said, like, what do I got to do, coach? What do I have to do to get some time? Um, and 
he, you know, put in the work. Um, Izzo said before game, he said, be ready. It's coming. And uh, he was ready, man. It not. It wasn't just like a almost aberrational performance where he just kind of hit everything. He looked good. He looked strong. He had a little finesse. Um, he only took what I recall one real jumper and he made it. Um, and you know he added two rebounds to it. Can't you know be mad about that? He made both his free throws. Got to be happy about that. But um, Julius Marble. So I was looking at Julius Marble's offer sheet, and uh, you kind of piqued my interest by saying he was like a zero-star recruit. And I was just I, – I remember he kind of was a backup plan when we missed out on Isaiah Stewart and Vernon Carey, but his offer sheet wasn't that bad. He had Illinois, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, and TCU offers. And I think St. Louis offered him too. And he was rated 223 on the composite. He was a three-star recruit, but it's not like nobody wanted the guy. So, I mean, there was some – uh, power five programs that that had offered them. Yeah, I was probably being a little misleading there. I'm kind yeah. of assuming that people know what I mean, um, yeah, just from sure. remembering it. But that's true. No, people wanted him. That's not what I meant to say. No, I, I, I figured a, as much. Yeah, what I was getting at um, to everyone who's interested uh, is he was – Okay, he was a zero-star recruit when MSU offered and he committed. Okay? Nowhere to be found. Surprise, surprise. A commit to MSU puts you on the map. Go figure, yeah. huh? I'll do it. <laughs> so, was he as good as a zero-star recruit? Obviously not. Was he as good as a three-star, maybe even four-star? Yes, clearly. But... um. I always like to say he was zero star because MSU, I'm sure they don't go to like the recruiting websites and just start clicking, but I'm sure that they're aware of think I I think Jawan Howard does. He offers literally. That is actually believable. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like, how did you see this guy in Alaska, (laughs) Jawan? Like, how'd you find out about him? (laughs) No, um, we're just messing around. I mean, sort of. Ryan's not actually messing around. Um, <laughs> no, uh, like they are aware of the recruiting services, but, um, MSU found this guy and it wasn't like he was super high on everyone's radar is kind of my point. Why I always say that, um, he did have some interest and he had some D one schools he could have gone to for sure that weren't MSU, but, um, they really liked him, and you're right. He was a backup plan in that respect. They needed a big, um, but they figured, uh, you know, this kid is somebody they can work with. They don't just, uh, you know, he might have been a backup plan, you know, sort of, but MSU doesn't just offer guys, you know. There's got to be a certain pedigree there. Um, so you can see the skill he has. And I, I'm going to toot my own horn here, Ryan, because I think it's deserved. Uh, there's been people who have been building Julius Marble up a lot. I'm, when I say people, I mean there's been some media via the coaches. There's been fans saying, you know, let's see, let's see this guy play. Um, and then there's been uh, people saying, like, well, look at his 
PT so far. Look at his production so far. Like, why would you think he's going to be that good? Like, he's barely played. He's barely had any success. You've seen flashes, but, you know, there's so many bigs on this team. Where does he fit in? Um, And I have always just said one thing. I saw him play at Moneyball, and I know everyone goes, oh, Moneyball doesn't count. Um, Tom Tom hit threes. Yes, that's true, but there are different things at Moneyball that translate. Hitting threes, like, I could hit a three at Moneyball. Ryan, you could hit a three at Moneyball. You see my point? Like that mean that is meaningless. Julius Marble was showcasing a skill set that impressed me. Now I go to Moneyball so I can see these guys. I want to have my own look at them. You know what I mean? And there were players from Michigan State that weren't impressive at Moneyball, and maybe more impressive actually at Michigan State. I'd say Matt McQuaid was one. Now it could be that he didn't really try. I have no idea. But I remember thinking he wasn't really all that impressive even though I knew how good he was at state. Um, uh, Julius Marble at Moneyball, he, you know, he showcased some abilities that impressed me a lot. And I remember thinking, it's going to take some time. This guy's probably going to be a four-year player. But we are going to look up, and there's going to be a point where Julius Marble's balling. And that's, that's it. Now, I would almost guarantee you that he is going to struggle at points in the season, maybe even every other game of the season. But, man, his impact was real. It was big. And, um, I I mean, I can't envision a world where his minutes don't start to go up and Kithier start to go down. Now, that sounds a little unfair, but, I mean, he was impactful um, against Duke on the road. He has much less experience than Kithier. You've got to really give him some credit. I mean, that was an awesome bench you know, performance from him. What do you think? He had an awesome quote after the game. Uh, let me bring it up. He got uh, asked about how did it feel to, I think, because he had that dunk, that really impressive posterizing dunk. Uh Julius Marble on his dunk. It was at Duke, and I kind of hate Duke, so it felt good. That is some king shit there, Tim. Dude, uh, I need to, like, make that my banner or something. <laughs> that is some king shit. Uh, he had a hell of a game, man. I was I was really impressed by him. I did not expect that at all. Uh, he, he, uh, he really took Kithier's minutes last night. Obviously, Kithier was in foul trouble. Uh, so uh, they went to – I think they went to Marble kind of early. Um, I'm going to bring up a stat line. I'm curious now. Uh, just give me a second here. Sorry, everybody. But uh, 12 minutes, um, 10 points uh, – sorry, 12 points, 5 for 5. Two rebounds. Yeah, you'll take that from him any single any day. Uh, I mean, he's gonna be like a ten minute a night guy probably. I mean, in the future I think this year. Um, but hell of a game from him. They 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 needed him to do that with uh, Gabe Brown and Josh Langford really not doing much last night. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing is. Lankford has a very um, average game, or I would say much below his average game. Um, yeah, Izzo said he points. did a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, he, and that was just off of one made three. Right. Izzo said that he um, made an impact, um, like on the bench. Uh, he was really being a leader. You know that that's important. As, at least Izzo think seems to think so. But <laughs> he played twenty nine minutes, and you know, didn't really do a whole lot. Now he had three rebounds. I'm sure that shows up somewhere. You know, there was probably there some importance there that three you know that's that's josh langford hits threes he only took two he made one that's him um he can give you that and he's just another guy that you can count on that can come in he'll get you points he'll get you maybe some rebounds he's i think never going to get over the slight problem with turnovers he had a really sloppy one that disgusted me really i mean because i know that it's going to be something that they pull up on film and they look at and he'll just be shaking his head saying, you know, I know. I mean, it's like a one hand underhand, like just textbook what you don't do. And um, I didn't, you know, but um, we just hadn't talked a lot about Langford. Essentially, this team, it's just like it. the starting lineup could basically be different every game and it's not going to be weird. You know, it it's not going to really mess the team up. Izzo could start five backup guys that don't start and then bring the starters in in a couple of minutes. I mean, th- th- this is like fantasy stuff, but it's, it's for real. He could do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about this. He starts Foster Lawyer, who has started, Gabe Brown, Malik Hall, um... Marcus Bingham, and I don't know, just throw some other guy in there. <laughs> he could start them, and it would be fine. It would be like a hundred percent fine. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, not really, man. That's not crazy. Really. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And it, beating Duke is ex- exciting, Ryan. But you know what I'm excited about, and I'm about to get carried away. But here we go. This is the makings of something, like, awesome. Um, do you remember Jaron's freshman year? Of course you, you do, his only yeah. year. They were rolling, you know, November, December. They did lose to Duke in that. It might have been their first game, maybe second game. Um, but was it Duke? Anyway. That was, it was Duke. It was Duke. Yeah. It was that game Grayson Allen won. Right, yeah, that's exactly Oh God! Just remember seeing Ugh. Coach K's face after that one. God, I, just I like a little this. wry smile, like oh. Grayson Allen had scored like thirty-five. Yeah, dude, back. hit everything. Oh, I fucking hated that guy. Oh my God! If we had Aaron Henry to guard him, I'm not. I'm not joking. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. I, I mean, really. The reason I bring that up is, other than like that loss, and before all of the other stuff happened, you know that Ohio State loss was the one where it all. I think of it like kind of set it down in a downward trend before all that, they were looking like unbeatable, like having a bad games, beating teams by 20, just like whole team littered with, you know, NBA talent. It was crazy, but there was one thing that I kind of overlooked because I chose to. And, um, it's that they were shooting really, really well. They were killing teams. But they were shooting really well from three. Um, 
Michigan last year, battle for Atlantis. I oh, so funny I bring this up. Uh, <laughs> they looked awesome. I watched it. I remember I was pretty sickened because we were supposed to be preseason number one. You know, yep. Um, I'm watching them play Gonzaga, just whooping them. And we, you know, they played MSU played Gonzaga in that secret scrimmage, and I'm thinking, oh god, you know, Michigan's better in MSU right now for sure. And Michigan shot over fifty percent. Like in that whole tournament from three, that's not a number you keep up. And when that number drops and you're not just hitting every three, your results are going to change. Right. MSU is shooting poorly, Ryan, and they're just dominating teams. Just dominating. Now the score lines aren't representing it. Duke losing by six. That wasn't a six-point game. It was just a. No, it was just a mess was, at the end. It was, it was, a, it was a double. It, it most, it should have been a double digit win. And, um, so I was just looking at the free throws because I know that Duke took a ton, but only five more than uh, MSU. Um, that's surprising. Yeah, it was. They they had twenty four points off of free throws. I mean, take twenty four off their total. They scored 40-something from the floor. MSU is just going to make you work. And that's the kind of stuff you can bring every night. I mean, unless Aaron Henry gets hurt. Wait, oh, my God, I need to knock on wood. Um, oh, God. Like, if you got those guys out there, you see possessions where it's they're just kind of, like, bullying the other guys. And you can see when Aaron Henry's going to steal the ball. The guy's just, like, so scared, the, the people he's guarding. Um, incredible, man. It was insane. Uh, that defense is going to cause issues. And my goodness, if there are teams that are better than MSU this year in the Big Ten, <laughs> that's going to be one hell of a league. Oh, yeah. I'm saying if, because we have no idea really who anybody is. I think Michigan State has a, a pretty clear identity right now, though. Um, yeah, maybe the other teams do as well, but. You know, Illinois, that that near loss to – who was it? Ohio. Yes, Ohio. Could have lost the game. Uh, I want to see a little more. You know, I think you might have seen my retweet. Illinois' first two games that they won by, like, 60, they were against, like, like 300-plus Ken Palm teams. So they just happened to face, like, two absolutely horrible teams. Um, first, and then they played Ohio, and you know had to work. So we'll see. Um, I think they're going to be good, but at this point, right now, MSU, I I feel like has a bid for looks like the best team in the Big Ten, and I'm just going off the re- current results. Oh yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Uh, they're undefeated. Hey, I was I was been shitting on really shitty teams, Tim. So you know I don't. Okay, if MSU looks really good and Iowa looks really good, there's just an easy tiebreaker. You take yeah. you take MSU. Who plays defense? Who plays defense? Well, not even that. You just take MSU. There's like a ton of re- you know data to support yeah, us at this there's point. There's thousands of reasons. Not that right? Iowa can't yes. beat MSU. That's not what we're saying. It's it's one is a clear track record. Yep. Okay. Um, I, we will know more about Illinois. 
uh, tonight. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday night. Illinois is playing Baylor at 10 o'clock. Tonight, Oof. So that's a big one. It's um, going to be a big game. Yeah, so coming up, MSU's got a little bit of a rest um, in terms of who they're playing. Not rest in terms of their schedule because it's packed. Um, Friday, they are playing – hold on. I didn't Detroit. Even, yeah, Mercy. They're playing Detroit, and I, it's in East Lansing, I'm pretty sure. And then yep. I don't know if you heard, Ryan. Um, is it Western? Western's had a bunch of COVID issues. Yeah, they might not have the game against Western on Sunday, which yep. um, kind of sucks. Like It would be the first game taken from us. Um, I was really looking forward just to watching tons of MSU basketball. But if you think about they've got to go to Virginia on uh, Wednesday, which means they're probably going to leave on Tuesday, like like f- from Michigan, yeah. it might be a good thing that they don't play yeah, Western. Would, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it just kind of almost feels like another opportunity for someone to get hurt maybe, like right. or injured, you know, so um, – and don't get it wrong. <laughs> Virginia knows about them and MSU. Virginia Virginia also took a big fat L to San Francisco last week. Right. And but San Francisco actually has a really good coach. It's a pretty good team. And yeah. they're, they're up and coming. I don't want to take a lot from that. Sure, they can lose. It's not about that though, because Virginia Virginia has a great coach. Um they're going to be ready to play, and it's, you know, at their gym. So uh, that's a huge one. We're probably going to for sure record before then, but just giving you guys a heads up, we might not have that game on Sunday. Look out for that. Wouldn't be a bad thing. Almost could be considered a good thing. Um, but Friday, uh, what time is that game? Let me look. I think it's a 6 o'clock. This is 5 p.m. What the heck? What in the hell is that, dude? That's way they're, too early. Yeah, well, that, that, you, know, you want to know why they're doing this? Is they don't have fans, so they can pretty much pick. It doesn't really matter when they play at this point. Well, it's got to be a schedule. Right. It has to be a schedule for TV thing. Yeah, there's got to be I'm, something I'm okay more important. It. I have to work on... Is there like a football game gonna... on Friday? Um, I don't think there's one on BTN. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not complaining about it because I got to work at six in the morning on. Yeah. Saturday, no, I mean so I'll. I'm cool with it. I'll make it. It's just. Yeah. No, for sure. Seven is like the perfect time. Right. Um. Six thirty even. But anyway. So you know MSU about as good as a start you could ask for. Uh, Tom Izzo. Um. Uh, <laughs> He's now won two of the last three against Coach Gay. That's really funny considering he's 3-12 and 12 against him. But I like to point out that the junior class at Michigan State is the only class in Michigan State history that has um, not only a winning record against Duke, but has beaten them more than once. No one else has ever done it. Um, no Michigan State basketball players. Uh, so this is big. I mean, this you can't, it can't be understated. I know it was without fans, but I don't care if we talked about it. No, I don't. I do not care. Um, you got to say they're going to take some confidence going forward, and just just wait, just wait till they catch fire one night. It is going to be a butt whooping. I I don't know. Why I said butt whooping. It sounded a bit weird when it came out. Okay. Um. 
All right, you got anything more else to add? Fuck you, Duke. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Fuck you and your front-running fans. I I hate you. I'm so happy we beat you, and I hate your rat face coach, and I hate your the refs that officiate every single one of your home games. You really, so. you really like to liken Coach K to a rat. Get some. I, rat I mean, connection. I mean, that, I, I feel like I'm definitely not the only. I mean, a lot of people call him rat face. So I mean, I'm not <laughs> he the, definitely I'm looks not like he could here. fill in for um, Master Shredder. <laughs> he really does. Wait, wait, <laughs> or is it? Splinter. Splinter. Oh my God! How did I mess that up? Nineties babies, come whack me with sticks. Um, yes, Master Splinter. He really, does. <laughs> he is Master Splinter, basically. Okay. Uh, we're not going to explain that reference. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, huge, giant. Um, MSU, confidence from this one. I hope they just keep rolling, and uh, I can't, you know, can't feel any better. I mean, I'm. It's getting dangerous almost, Ryan, to where I'm like thinking some stuff I, I need to – you need to smack me or something. Yeah, man. I, it's early season basketball, but it's looking good so far. Sure is. Uh, all right. Well, we can move on to another important and big and awesome uh, win from just a couple of days ago. Uh, Ryan, take it away. All right, so Tim and I both thought MSU was going to get their ass kicked by Northwestern on Saturday. MSU found a way to win. Uh, they uh, did enough to win. They It wasn't really pretty, uh, but they found a way. Uh, Rocky, for his faults, he made winning plays when he had to. Um, 11 for 27, 167 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, he had that one bomb to Jalen Naylor for, I think it was 75, 80 yards. Uh, he had a Jalen Naylor three receptions for 99 yards. Um, so yeah, uh, big win. Northwestern was number eight going into that game. I think they dropped to 14. Uh, Connor Hayward, as much as I have just absolutely, kind of hated on this kid. Uh, I wouldn't say hate either college kid. I don't hate any college athlete uh, that plays for Michigan State ever. Uh, do I get frustrated with the, how they play? Yes. Uh, but he, uh, for his faults, uh, he looks like he's really picked it up. Uh, his vision looked a lot better in that game. He had a couple runs where I could tell where he hit a hole correctly, and he's had issues doing that. Uh, he had – 24 carries for 96 yards. Uh, so, and Rocky also had 10, 10 carries for 65 yards. He had a couple big design runs on third down where he ran for a first down. Uh, so, yeah, and the defense looked great. Um, Antoine Simmons with another monster game, 13 tackles, uh, one sack, two tackles for loss. Uh Drew Beasley had a big game, two sacks, uh, two QB rushes. Uh, uh, one guy that stuck out, he didn't really make an impact in the stat sheet, but Mike Fletcher, he's a redshirt freshman from Flint. He's a six, six, uh, seven, two sixty guy, really has an NFL frame, uh, defensive end. 
that guy is going to be a beast in the next couple of years. He, he really just stuck out on the screen to me. Uh, really excited about him to see what he can do. He's not, he's just learning right now, but man, that guy has a really bright future. I'm excited about him. Um, Shaq Brown had uh, two interceptions. Uh, one of them was on a fourth down play, and he ran it 54 yards back, uh, set up an MSU field goal. Uh, so big game from Shaq Brown. Uh, but, yeah, Simmons, just another monster game. The guy is a beast. Uh, if he comes back next year, I don't think he will. I think he's going to go pro, but – if he comes back next year, uh, he's and he's got to be a front runner for Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. He's gonna be he is an absolute monster. Um, so yeah, I mean, huge win. Uh, Mel Tucker has two wins against ranked teams. Obviously, Michigan has taken a shit. That's truly a shame. You you hate to see that, but uh, uh, Northwestern. I don't think that they're a top ten team in the country, but they're a solid top twenty top 25 team. Um, but, yeah, Michigan State, huge win. Uh, really needed it. I wouldn't say needed it, but uh, after the last few showings, really needed to show some signs of life. And uh, they did that. And, I mean, Mel Tucker has made pretty clear that this is, at this point, uh, he said after the – what was it? The, he said after the Indiana game, the record really doesn't matter the rest of the year. I just want to – see improvement and uh, effort from our guys. And obviously I'll say this about Mel. These guys do play hard for him. Usually uh, I think he does. These, these guys like playing for their coach. Uh, you can't say that for uh, teams like Michigan. Uh, you can tell they don't like playing. A lot of the guys on that roster don't like playing for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, these guys love to play for Mel Tucker and his staff. Uh this roster doesn't have a ton of talent, but I think Mel has done. There's been a there's there the the two games that they've won. Mel has gotten the most out that he can out of the roster, and uh, huge win. Uh, Peyton Ramsey for Penn State. I mean, oh, geez, that's Penn State. Uh, Northwestern uh, just uh, had a brutal game. Twenty-one to forty-three, two picks, no touchdowns. Uh, MSU was able to hold him in check. Uh, Northwestern had 37 carries for 63 rushing yards. So, shout out to the defense. Hell of a game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is just uh, just a big win. Uh, Northwest, like I said, Northwestern's they're going to go to Indy. Um, so... I don't know, man. I'm just really happy with the win. Uh, there's a there's a lot to build on. I am worried. I, I will say this about Rocky. Um, as much as he – I mean, he did make winning plays. He struggled, again, in the intermediate passing game. And uh, I, I, I honestly just don't think he is the answer to the future. He's not going to be a guy that you build your program around. Uh, hopefully somebody like Peyton Thorne or Pampfey can uh, – come in and, uh, you know, kind of set their foot down and take the job. But Rocky has his limitations, and he's just not a high-level Big Ten quarterback. As uh, as much as I wish he was, I don't think he is. 
Um, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, I think Mel is going to probably bring in a transfer QB, and there's been a lot of people talking about Dwan Mathis. I'm not a big fan of bringing him in. He was c- committed to Michigan State under the old staff two years ago. Um, wound up decommitting, going to committing to Ohio State. Then, then once Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State, he winds up uh, signing with Georgia on signing day. He was also committed to Iowa State before he committed to MSU. So he was committed to four different teams. Um, it didn't work out at Georgia. Then he got more than a than an than an opportunity to claim that starting job there. Uh, I I would not like I I just think he he struck he is from what I saw this year he struggled uh, when he played I mean it's hard to write off a guy as a redshirt freshman but at the same time I I'm all for bringing in a transfer QB but I do not think Juwan Mats is the answer um, I think Mel is gonna definitely kick the tires on transfer QB though to bring in some competition so uh, yeah and uh, that's pretty much it for Northwestern. Uh, MSU is supposed to play Ohio State this weekend. And Ohio State really wants to play this game because if, I, I think if they have one more cancellation camp, I think that they do not go to Indy and they're not eligible to go to the college football playoff. So they are absolutely dre- desperate for this game to play. Uh, they play at noon on Saturday. Ohio State's favored by 24. Uh, yeah. Not, if this game happens, not going to be a pretty one. Uh, I know we said that last week about Northwestern, but Ohio State is a whole different animal. They are one of the top, one of the easily one of the four best teams in the country, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so games in East Lansing. If it happens, don't expect much. Uh, I think that pretty much covers football. I know we had a lot to talk about with basketball, but I just wanted to give a short little rundown of Northwestern and what happened and uh, talk about possibly the Ohio State game, po- possibly playing. I, I, I think they're going to play. Ohio State's just desperate to get this game in. So would be would be pretty surprised if they don't. And, oh, by the way, Desmond Howard, you are a fucking idiot. Please stop with uh, – he's saying, oh, I'll bet you – he said something like Mel Tucker is going to try to get out of this game and they're going to – use COVID as an excuse to not play on set. It's like, dude, shut up. Uh, like th- this guy is the worst talking head on ESPN. I-, I cannot believe they let this dude spew his bullshit every single year. Uh, and I know he pretty much said this in response to what Herb Street said about Ohio State and Michigan. I- he thinks that Michigan's going to probably try to get out of the Ohio State game, which is supposed to happen next week, but Dude, come on. Like, I, I think Herb Street's take suck too. Yours is terrible. Just shut up. Nobody wants to listen to you talk. So, yeah. All right. Wait, I, I have to point out how, like, passionate the Ohio State fan base was about getting football to come back. I mean, it was like the pandemic, whatever. Football's not going to happen. They were Begging it was just craziness, and I actually went to school in Ohio, so I have a lot of friends from Ohio, and um, I mean it was like the most uh, utmost of serious matters um, to them. Like this was 
like they were taking away their freedoms, like this football. Uh, and now they're losing games and might not be able to compete in the, the whatever because of the COVID. Wouldn't that be a little ironic? <laughs> just a little, it's, it's just a, a little bit of irony. Yeah. Um. I, I, I really think they're they're going to get this game. In this no, game. yeah, I feel they're like so the powers the uh, that be at uh, the and Ohio unfortunately, State, we're going to. I feel like there's we're going to no be the they'll, they'll, we're going to be the collateral damage. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so yeah, they're they will do it no matter what. They're not going to risk. I mean, they'll burn down the Big Ten building wherever that is <laughs> before they. I mean, hell, you saw you saw they had that. Uh, it's in Indianapolis, I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You saw, you saw, you saw the parents of. I mean, it's different because it's parents, but you saw the Ohio State and Iowa parents, and at they 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 staged a protest outside the commissioner's <laughs> office. Like, Jesus, come on! Trust me, man. I live there. I know. Oh. I know exactly what we're dealing with. These people don't play when it comes <laughs> to their uh, Ohio State football. But I, I was I was there when MSU beat them five years ago in Columbus. So I, I have seen firsthand how crazy they are. They, they I didn't, like not to say Buckeye I had any football. problems with them, but yeah, not to say I had any problems with their fans, but they are, they are definitely a special breed. Uh, they're a passionate group. You think um, Michigan yes. fans, I mean, imagine if it was all of the power of Michigan state and Michigan fans were joined in an even oh, bigger God. state. That is the Ohio state Buckeyes. No joke. Anyway. Um, uh, I was going to say Northwestern, funny story. On the last podcast, I was when we were doing the picks, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go bet on this game. I kind of have a general rule that I don't bet on my teams because I don't like trivializing right. my feelings for the game. I hate it, honestly. That's actually why I took a couple guys off my soccer fantasy team. Um, I don't like cheering for specific people inside of games and specific results. I just kind of like being a fan of those teams. Um, I did not end up betting on the game just because I forgot, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I actually, when the game started, I was having my Thanksgiving on Saturday, which is a great day. Mm-hmm. Good day to be a Spartan. Um, had really good food. Turkey, my first one ever came out awesome, Ryan. So that's a success. There you go. Um, uh, I had the game on, um, realized I didn't make the bet. I was like, ah, oh, dang. Um, just kind of while I'm cooking, because I, I just kind of expected it to be a blowout. And, you know, we score what it felt like right away, right? I mean, like, it, yeah, it was pretty, quick. yeah, I mean, big play, pretty quick. Um, and then, you know, I keep poking back in, and it's like, I'm, I'm telling you straight up, I was like, oh, so they're gonna win this one when it was like 14 or, and I know. That's premature, but I was like, "Well, how have the other ones gone?" You know, this is just kind of like a disaster. Right. Um, but Michigan started the same way, and I was like, "Here we go." And I did actually expect them to blow it. I just felt kind of like that was going to happen eventually. Uh, Michigan, not a good team. Notre, uh, Northwestern, I, you know, sort of projected to be good. They're, they're solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, huge win in terms of the fact that you can really point to something towards getting better for recruits not to second guess themselves exactly um and that's kind of what you and i said from the if you go and listen to our podcast from the summer 
weren't expecting a lot, kind of expecting a full season, but, you know, things happen. But, um, you know, just wanted to see improvements. You wanted to see some sort of light at the end of some sort of tunnel. Um, and honestly, that win validates some things. Um, and you've got to imagine, given, like, the situation and the roster that he inherited, they the stock is just going up. Now, how far up it goes that is what remains to be seen but the stock only has up to go right at this moment i mean they've got two games left and they're gonna they're gonna lose this weekend but the penn state game man i i understand penn state's been pretty bad this year but i mean they've got a lot of talent on that roster Mm -hmm. i mean if you can win that go to happy valley and win that game last game of the season i i think that's something you can never hang your head now can i ask is there an element because Penn State's, they're screwed, right? Like, they're one in five. They but every team is be- bowl eligible. Whatever, that doesn't matter. Yes. Could you see yes. some sort of you know last game of the season for maybe future pros on Penn State's roster? I don't know if that's even a thing, but could opt out. Not well. I wasn't going there because it'd probably be more of like a bowl game, but um, mm-hmm. maybe like a little bit of a eh. Like, what is even the point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I could absolutely see that. Do they have I mean, I've these seen it before. sort of future pros? I mean, I really am sort of. They, 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 I mean, I think a lot of their guys opted out, but they do have some guys on their roster that are going to go. They're going to be drafted. Interesting. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they say, you know, screw it. Right. But, uh, they probably want to win. You know, yeah. I was just something I was thinking about. You know, it's such a weird season. I have seen, but but you you now that you mentioned that, I've seen I have seen guys on struggling teams this year uh, that are going to be drafted opt just opt out, like Rashad Bateman opted out for Minnesota. I think there was a couple guys on a couple SEC teams that opted out, so it's not unheard of that that could happen. All right. Well, uh, I mean. It can't be much better, you know, to be us right now, right, right? <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I'm not complaining. We got some content yeah, yeah, for the pod, and that's all I. Yeah. Honestly, my entire life revolves around, you know, getting content for the pod. Um, I, I, <laughs> the sleepless nights, Ryan, the sleepless nights during the pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah. I woke yeah, up in cold yeah, sweats. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of pods, if you would like to listen to Tim absolutely dunk on a Twitter shithead on the Bacon Wire podcast with Lucas and Spartan Dog 97, uh, please listen to it. It is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say, um, if yeah, I go ahead, take a listen. Thank uh, Bacon Wire, thanks for having uh, me and. We've got a relationship with those guys, so, um, you know, anytime. And I'll say this about Akil, because um, he said he's listening to this podcast, so maybe he's listening to this. Um, if he had, like, excessively, you know, doubled down on his takes and not he hedged, he yeah, hedged. not hedged like yes. he did, I would have thought a lot lesser of him. So, uh, at least he was somewhat man enough to say he was kind of trolling. I mean, it was kind of an easy trolling, way out, yeah. but 
He's not a complete lunatic. I think he just fall, fell victim to what a lot of people fall victim to online. Just that sort of um, I've that opaque wall between I've, you and the people on the other side that you can just kind of my, become whoever you want. My, my favorite part was was when you said, you know, you don't have to tweet it. <laughs> I don't know if I said, did I? Yes, oh. <laughs> you did. You said you said you know you you don't have to you don't have to tweet it. Oh, I, yeah, you, you I know. probably had a point like that because that was kind of the, the general. It was just kind of like trying to start a shitstorm essentially. But nobody right, knows what we're right. talking about, probably. Anyway, um, I was on a podcast just with a let's say a a Cassius doubter, and I had to set him straight. So if you guys want to go listen to that, um, and you like Cassius. <laughs> You know, maybe go take a listen to Bacon Wire. Um, shout out them guys. Uh, now you want to do some picks? Yeah, let's do it. Let me bring it up. Um, let's see. All right, I've got it up now. Um, so we've got six games this week. One of them was canceled. Uh, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, so we're going to start out with Nebraska-Purdue in West Lafayette. Purdue by two points. Tim, who you got? Uh, well, who are you taking? I'm probably going to take Purdue to cover that. And why? Because Nebraska's really bad. And Purdue just lost to Rutgers, and I think Purdue's going to be pissed in the game. I feel like Nebraska's got uh... – like upset any team in the Big Ten except for Ohio State and them at any time. Am I wrong? I I thought I honestly thought they might win the game last week against Iowa. Like I really wanted to pick them to win, but uh, they. I mean, they almost did. They only lost by six, but I, I just think that Purdue's going to be pissed and they're going to win that game. I wouldn't be surprised if I was right smarter. Now. I would have kept all of our picks in a running spreadsheet. I just. Didn't care. I want to see how many times I've picked Damn it, them. BB, and lost. you screwed up. Come on, you you need to you need to get on BB's level of spreadsheets. Here. I, I wait. Are you talking about that. master level? You think I could become that that level yes. of expertise? Yes. Yeah. That oh, absolutely. Time. Clearly, this dude is a wizard. <laughs> um. No. Uh, <laughs> um. You know I'm. God, I feel like I've picked them so many times and they just keep making me lose. So I'm going to go with Purdue just because of that. But I would like – I would love to see what it actually is. Is it Purdue minus two? Yes, correct. So, Also, sorry, after, there there are two games canceled, not just one. There's two. Okay. Um, all right, next game, Penn State at Rutgers. Uh, Penn State by ten. Jesus, that's a high spread. Oh shoot, Penn State's minus ten. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna take yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, so Rutgers uh, is probably really good against the spread this year. They, I'm pretty. They won last week. They won straight up, and uh, they were definitely not favored. Look at Rutgers. You'd love to have that one back, though, huh? Feel like MSU could beat them. Oh yeah, yeah. They should. I'll take the two wins they got. Turn the ball over. I'll take the two wins they got. Yeah, turn the ball over seven times a game. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, 
Indiana at Wisconsin. Wisconsin favored by 14. Indiana's pretty good. I'll give them 14. All right. I'm picking Indiana to cover that as well. Um, Iowa uh, at Illinois. Iowa like 13 and a half. I'm going to pick the Illini to cover. We're going to have the same picks. No, I'll just take Iowa just because I don't know and I wanted to differ. It was – what was the spread? Um, 13 and a half. Okay. And then the last game, Michigan uh, – Ohio State at MSU. Ohio State by 24. Give me Ohio State to cover. Yeah. Yeah. They are, I mean, you kidding me? MSU – MSU had machine. their game last week. <laughs> they won their yep. game. Not going to happen again. Um, and OSU and is probably chomping at the bit. They haven't, play, they haven't played, I think, in two weeks. Yeah, yeah MSU's up to destroyed. <laughs> Didn't want to um, say it, but yeah. yeah. Maryland and Michigan got canceled. Uh, by the way, Michigan constantly out here taking out. <laughs> Lost a... 0-5 Penn State last week. Not going to win a single home game this year. Mel Tucker won more games at the big house than Michigan did this year. So, good job, Wolverines. Great year. Please extend Harbaugh. Well, actually, forever. Ryan, he just needs to get his guys. Yeah, yeah. year six, just, just got to get his guys. Just right. wait until he gets a quarterback, Ryan. Yeah. You'll see. Yeah, the quarterback whisperer constantly bringing in transfers and can't get a single one of his guys to, uh, that he recruits to uh, to be good. He 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 was he was the quarterback whisperer, Tim. He was gonna. Uh, Sparty sucks. They're gonna suck now. <laughs> we got Harbaugh. Oh Just Lord. the fact that you it said gives Sparty. me so much joy that Just he sucks. Thanks, Sparty is funny. Sorry, I meant Shardy, not Sparty. I did that wrong. Uh, it gives me so much joy watching them just be absolute dog shit every week. Oh, my God. It is, it's so great. Their fans have literally gone into a hole and aren't talking, and I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Uh, you're. <laughs> it's because of football, but, dude, they're just going to like lose their minds the first chance they get for anything. First MSU that come uh, L that happens, no matter what. In either, basketball. In either. Yep. Uh, well, maybe not football. I mean, they're trying, but yeah, MSU loses a game in basketball. They're going to fucking throw a party. Sorry for the. Oh the yeah. Word. <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. They are. They they. Uh, I've I've said it before that they. I know that they call MSU basketball uh, football fans a little brother. But they're basketball fans. A lot of them just embody the little brother. Oh yeah, them. I mean, like, I they are quite obsessed. Um, not like MSU fans aren't like similarly so, but we oh, are. Yeah. We are very. We, we're at least we're self aware. We we're self aware. Obviously, the superior. Um, it's obvious to me, but maybe not to them. Somehow. I mean, at least we're self-aware about our obsession. They just won't yeah, it's it. just kind of silly. I mean that that Ohio State rivalry is pretty much over. Um, yeah, it's just not. A, it's been a joke. They've won one game in the last eight games or some crazy shit. They don't even. I, I'm telling you, it's like even They're, their older alumni like care about MSU more. They're like, like how is this? 
How is this happening? I mean, that's was like I mean, because the um, Desmond comment. Like seriously, dude. It's like so dumb. You're really yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, Mel Tucker? He, I remember he's. I I remember he said some dumb shit before like the 2017 game. He was like, uh, "Yeah, we don't really take them seriously. We are." You know, it was always Notre Dame and Ohio State, and then it was MSU. It's like, okay, buddy. And then – and you wonder why you guys have been getting your ass kicked for the last decade. They Maybe just don't take kicked. anyone. That's the that's the twist. They just don't take anyone seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we just – we that's, don't take that, anyone that, seriously at all. That's what happens. Yeah, we're better than everybody else. Okay. So, um, exactly. Is that all of our picks? Just Ohio State was all. That is all, right. all of them. Uh, yes, we are sir. both 15, 15, and 1. Fancy that, huh? How about wow. That? I money. know as much about football as you, Ryan. It's a fact now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You'll, it's okay. Somehow I'll shit, I'll, uh, shit on you on basketball. Yeah. No, that's for sure going to happen. We'll we need to start doing those, but <laughs> if I recall last year, we just did Big Ten. Yes, yeah. Big so Ten. That makes it easy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be against like doing big – National, it's just like when all these scrub teams, like you know, India. I don't, I have to look at everyone's schedules, but there are teams in the Big Ten that are just going to play nobody. Michigan's one of them, they're just playing nobody. nobody. I think their their best non conference game is NC State or Um, some shit. And uh, that was just one that comes to mind. They almost lost, yeah, they almost lost. They almost lost to Oakland. We'll see how there's a zone Oakland is running, but I mean, they lost. By fifty to um, some other, you know, team. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. They Purdue just beat them by fifty. In a, they Oakland took Michigan to OT. You know who knows? Maybe there's a sort of rivalry aspect. Oakland also had, Oakland also had shut down for like. Um, It's just I believe with COVID. Like the reason we bring it up is, um, you know, they they're playing like nobody. It's like I don't want to pick on games between them and. Murray stayed. Yeah, um, for sure. But man, really big to get a Champions Classic are, win for MSU. It's been four years. For sure. There's there's a lot of good games on this week. Like right now, West Virginia Gonzaga is playing, and then like I said tonight, Illinois. West Virginia uh, Gonzaga is playing right now. What's the score? Yep. Oh, okay. Started. Uh, fourteen eight. West Virginia thirteen oh. minutes in the first half. Right? Well, anyway. Um, I think we probably run long enough, Ryan. But this was a big pod. I figured this was going to be a long. Yeah, this was. Gonna this be is a big long. one. Okay. Um, awesome to be a Spartan right now. Uh, gotta enjoy. Absolutely the, great. Gotta enjoy awesome this league. sort of stuff because it's all about the journey. Amen to that. All right. Friend. Great, great week. I will, I will. I will talk to you. I'm sure before next week, or we will record again. Definitely next before week. Virginia. There's no doubt about it. Yep. All right, for sure. Go, All right, man. Take, go great. Take it easy. Dylan, up ahead, Winston. No one near him, and he's going to come.